What's going on, player profiler? Faithful, it's your boy Maddie Kiwoom, and welcome to another episode of the game plan. That's right, they haven't kicked me off the network yet. We're gonna keep the train ro- rolling. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on today's show. You know, we're heading into week two, we got a little bit of data now after one game, and we're gonna go ahead and make those preparations, make those moves so you can put together the right plan to win in fantasy football. I am super excited for today's episode. We have an action-packed episode, a new segment we're going to unveil. Of course, we got our bargain bin players. Are some homework for you to do this week. And my final thought, let's dive right on in, shall we? With a little bit of news and a little bit of notes. Kadarius Tony had a setback this week, according to Brian Dayball. I'm not exactly sure his injury is. It could just be that it's tough to sleep in the doghouse. Uh, when you're all cramped up like that, sleeping in a doghouse, drinking out of a water bowl, it's tough to stay healthy and play in the NFL, right? So right, as of right now, we're not looking to start Kadarius Tony Did not see a whole lot of looks last week. So we're moving on. If you drafted him, you're going to have to find another option. KJ Hamler, Alec Pierce, Rondell Moore, and Chris Godwin, a whole bunch of wide receivers have already been ruled out for their week two showdowns. K.J. Hamler, Alec Pierce, they don't present a ton in terms of fantasy usage right now. But, you know, it, can, it, it might be uh, free up a few extra targets for Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy or Albert O. Or Javante Williams. And we did get a report come out of Denver this very week that they want to keep using him in that pass-catching role. If you roster Javante Williams or if you're a fan of Javante in general, you love to see it. My man saw over 10 targets last week in Look good doing it. The guy is tough to bring down. Now, for Rondell Moore, uh, him being out again, Greg, Greg Dorch, anybody? Uh, I mean, he led the team in targets last week for the Arizona Cardinals, and I think we could fire him up again this week because there's a big-time matchup between the Cardinals and the Raiders uh, with a very high over-under. So I think Greg Dorch, if you're in, if you're in a bind, he might be somebody you can look to play. You love seeing those nine targets, and he might see a whole bunch again this week with more on the sidelines. Chris Godwin's out. Uh does that mean Russell Gage? Does that mean Julio Jones will get those targets? I don't know. Nobody's really practicing, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Alan Lazard, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, George Kittle, Alvin Kamara, Michael Pittman, and T. Higgins are a whole bunch of super fantasy relevant players that will carry the questionable tag into Sunday. So you have to follow along with those situations. I know it's not uh, it's not great to to feel a little bit uncertain going into your Sunday matchups, but you got to do it. You got to watch for this because we don't know exactly how it's going to go. Alan Lazard could come back. Maybe you were thinking, oh, I got Christian Watson on my flex as a you know a big, a big boomer bus guy. I got to see what that means if Lazard plays. Um, you know, but it seems like Fournette, Swift. Kamara, Pittman, Higgins, they shall play. I'm a little bit more iffy after reading the reports on a guy like Dobbins or George Kittle. Uh, but it seems you know, we'll have to wait and see till Sunday because questionable is not fun, but it's it's part of the game, and we're pretty much used to it already here in week two. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, basically every single pass catcher in Tampa is, is, is questionable. They've all had limited practices or missed some practice this week. Um, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, Julio Jones – they're all questionable this week. We don't really know what to do. 
I think the best move, if you are relying on uh, a, a guy like Mike Evans, you're playing him. You, you draft him too early not to. But, you know, Gage or Julio Jones, maybe look for more options. Uh, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, they don't have a great track record uh, playing against New Orleans in the in the regular season. I think it might be time to look for your your another option. You you gotta obviously play Evans. You can't bench him, but Gage Jones is a no-go, according to me. Najee Harris and Kenneth Walker have been removed from the injury report. Kenneth Walker, uh, we want to I'm excited to see him play. He's a rookie that has a whole bunch of talent. He played great last year for Michigan State. So I'm excited to see him play, but I'm not putting him in my lineup. You do not put him in your lineup right away. You gotta see how it plays out. Last week, actually, Rashad uh Penny looked good. But he didn't get a whole lot of touches. So if they're going to bring another back into the fold, you, you can't you can't be uh, you know you can't put a play him right away. So that's uh, something excited to watch, but not excited to play. As far as Najee Harris, you draft him in the first second round, you play him. What can you do? Damian Williams has been ruled out. Now I know what you're saying to yourself, I don't care about Damian Williams. <laughs> what are you doing? Are we talking about Damian Williams? But with him out, maybe just maybe. The Falcons will bring Tyler Gere back into the active roster and let him play a little bit this Sunday. And I would be excited to see Tyler Gere get some reps. I was excited about him as a, as a, you know, second, third round rookie pick or a late, late round redraft pick or seasonal pick. So I'd be excited to see him come on out uh, to, 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 to the gridiron. And let's see what the guy from BYU can do. It's going to wrap up the news and the notes. Like I said, we have a brand new segment to unveil, but before we dive on in, I have to talk about the best fantasy website if you play fantasy football. That's right. I'm talking about none other than playerprofiler.com, baby, but more specifically, I'd like to talk about the data analysis tool. Want to find out who has the best win rate versus man coverage or what QB had the most money throws? You can get all that and so, so, so much more using the data analysis tool on playerprofiler.com. That is how I've gotten so good. That's right. Toot my own horn. At fantasy football, using tools like that. So head on over to playerprofiler.com and use the data analysis tool today. Okay, so our first segment tonight, uh, it's a fantasy beyond belief fact of fiction. I'm going to go ahead and date myself for a second. I'm going to go ahead and... Admit how old I am. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a show where this guy with a sweet beard, much like myself, would give off these crazy stories and he would break them down. And then at the end of the show, he would say if it was fact or fiction, if it was real or if it was fake. So I have three situations here. I'm going to go through all three and then I will reveal if I believe that it's fact or fiction. And how can you use this? Well, if you're on the fence about a player's value in your seasonal leagues, this is your chance to get maybe pushed in one direction or another. Help you make those tough decisions that'll get you those wins in fantasy football. The first fact of fiction, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a top 15 running back in fantasy football. Ooh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire talk. Let's go, baby. He's averaging 17 points in his first two games. Yes, I know he's a cheat code because he's played in week two, but we got two sample sizes. Scored two touchdowns so far. He's looked, he's had some good bursts. Uh, I will say, side note, I hate not having the top bar in his helmet. It looks crazy. What is he, a kicker from 1922? Weird. I don't know what that is. Probably something for new safety, some revolutionary new helmet. Uh, it's it's unsettling to an old man like me. But anyway, that's not a, that's neither here nor there. My man's in a split. 
with Jack McKinnon. There's no doubt about it. Uh, last week, he actually lost out touches in terms of percentages too, uh, with, to Jack McKinnon, to the Jet. So there's absolutely no question that he's splitting carries. I know week one was a bit of an anomaly. They were up big. So they ended up using uh, Isaiah Pacheco a whole lot more. Last, this past week, this past Thursday, it was a shootout. It was close. And they still had Jet on the field a ton. Clyde edwards lair saw zero third-down opportunities in week two. Not great. But they do have a favorable running back schedule this year. Number five, the fifth-best, most advantageous schedule for running backs. That's good. But the volume doesn't necessarily seem to be there. But he's showing some bursts, and they're throwing it to him in the passing game. He had four receptions this past Thursday. He's had two receiving touchdowns already. So will Clyde Edwards-Hilaire be a top 15 back in fantasy football? Tune in to find out my opinion here in a second. The next fact or fiction, Washington will have three, not one, not two, but three reliable fantasy wide receivers this season. In week one, all three pass catchers for them scored 12 or more fantasy points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Curtis Samuel saw the most targets with 11. Dotson had five. McLaurin had four. All three guys scored touchdowns, Dotson having scored two. Can Carson Wentz support all three of these players? Keep on listening to find out. The last but not least, fact or fiction on today's episode, Aaron Rodgers is not a starter in one QB format. Sounds absolutely bonkos. He has yet he has not finished outside the top 12. And I think that's fair, right? Top 12 is the benchmark for one QB leagues uh, in terms of you know becoming a QB one. He hasn't finished outside of that mark since 2019, where he was quarterback 14. But this year, no Devontae Adams, no clear-cut stud pass catcher for A-Rod. And I think we saw his floor last week, and his floor is disgusting. Uh, He had a 64.7 completion percentage. He only had 195 passing yards and scored zero touchdowns. If that is his floor, it might be his worst game of the year. That's fair. But seeing a floor like that is not encouraging if you want to start him week in and week out. And I think it's safe to say that given that their best two offensive weapons are running backs, this team will try to rely on those running backs and maybe become a little bit of a, I don't know, a Tennessee Titans of the NFC North, dare I say, and just really use that run game. Uh, I don't know. So you have those three scenarios, those fact to fiction. And in this show that I used to watch, this guy had a nice sultry voice, and he would kind of go through the scenarios, let it play out. And at the other show, he would say fact or fiction. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a top 15 running back in fantasy football. That's fiction. Uh, I don't like the usage from what I've seen so far. Uh, it seems like he needed that big breakaway run. In week two, he needed two receiving touchdowns in week one. And I know it's – it seems like, what are you talking about, Kewum? Don't talk about this guy. He didn't really play much on Thursday. But Isaiah Pacheco uh, had a great pass block, great blitz pickup, which is something that will help him stay on the field. He uh, He's a better athlete. And when you have a guy like that on the bench, you know, you have a limited week of practice. Or maybe you miss a couple weeks due to a nagging, you know, hammy or toe injury. Isaiah Pacheco can get that role and might be tough to relinquish the, the proper volume to keep Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as that reliable 
uh, top 15 back. So if you want, if you think he's back this year, he might be, he might be more uh, useful than we had thought. Uh, but I do not think he's a top 15 back. And if you checked out my fantasy football market watch this past week, I think he is a sell. And after a good Thursday, if you held on, that value did go up. So maybe sell here again. Washington will have three reliable fantasy wide receivers. That's also fiction. Uh, you, to believe in that, you got to believe in Carson Wentz. I do think he can support too. Uh, they, they're good players. I mean, Terry McLaurin, with only those four targets, he caught a deep touchdown pass. He had 50 receiving yards. Uh, but that's not gonna that's not gonna be the case. He will get more targets. Dotson showed that he's reliable, but Curtis Samuel, I think we I don't think we talked about him enough uh as a as a community here in the offseason. It's Ron Rivera's guy. He loved him in Carolina, brought him to uh the commanders with him when, when he came over. So I think that he's not going away. And McLaurin just got the, the, the nice contract, so he's not going away. Dawson looks good, but there's just I don't think there's a chance that you can rely on all three of those pass catchers. Uh, but if you do, you better go out and buy Carson Wentz now before it's too late because he could be in for a big year. But I'm going to lean fiction in that regard. Aaron Rodgers is not a starter in one QB formats. That's fact. Uh, don't I think he's going to struggle this year in terms of fantasy production. He's going to make great throws. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks of the generation. Uh, there is one caveat here. Alan Rizard should be back this week. We talked about him in the news and notes section. If he comes back, maybe that gets the things going. It gets Aaron Rodgers a little bit more comfortable, propels him to another level, gets him back on track. That's all possible. I think you're looking at his ceiling this season as a, you know, you're, I think his ceiling is around top 12. And because of that, I don't know if he's going to live up to his ceiling. He's going to have some tough, tough matchups throughout the year. And I, I think he, if you if you drafted him to be your primary quarterback, now's the time to try to jump off that ship, uh, jump into somebody else. And, you know, maybe Trey Lance was dropped after a bad week one. Or, you know, maybe Carson Wentz is somebody that's available in your waiver wire and you can make the swap. Uh, if you're relying on Aaron Rodgers, I would not because in one QB formats because I think he finishes outside that top 12. So to recap our fantasy beyond belief section, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not going to be a top 15 running back. Washington will not have three reliable fantasy wide receivers. Uh, two. Let's go with two. And Aaron Rodgers will not be a starter. So that is fact will not be a starter in one QB format. Let's keep this train moving, shall we? I can't, I just can't express, guys, how excited I am to be part of the Roto Underworld Radio Network. This is awesome. Uh, week one went well for me in fantasy. I hope week two goes well for me as well for all you listeners here following the game plan. The next segment here is our bargain bin players this will be a weekly segment because we want to get you uh get you caught up get you ready to go with some cheap options some guys that you know may be free agents or hey if you want to get some you know get those ds dfs juices flowing we'll give you the prices here but like i said this is not a dfs show go ahead and check out the big tell or or a number of the other uh, of some of the other great absolutely great dfs shows that we have on the network those guys got you covered but First and foremost, let's go with quarterback. A uh, little re- just a little reminder. This segment, we got one guy that's going to be available in most leagues in your shallower formats, and one guy at each position that's more of your deeper league format, guys. First quarterback, let's talk about here today. I mentioned him a second ago. The redhead, the the ginger, the ginger slinger, Carson Wentz. 
He's 50% rostered. Uh, he's at Detroit this week. He's 5,800 on DraftKings. They have a pretty good over-under. Uh, I think Detroit showed out pretty good offensively as well as Washington last week. So that 49-and-a-half point over-under seems legit. And last week, I know it came on the on, on the ground for Jalen Hurts, but they did allow you know a big time score at the quarterback position. Uh, so I'm I'm ready to fire up Carson Wentz uh, with those pass catchers, with those weapons. He's got a chance to keep keep the momentum going uh, and really put up a nice week here on Sunday uh, at Detroit. So if you're looking at a quarterback that you need. Uh, this, you know, that's going to be rostered in most leagues. Like I said, about 50% rostered. Look none other than Carson Wentz. QB3 last week. Can you believe it? QB3 in week one. The deeper league that uh, quarterback that we're going to explore, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is rostered in 21% of leagues, and he's 5,100 on DraftKings. Last week, he scored right around 20 fantasy points. Uh, when he took on the Tennessee Titans. 20, but he's got that rushing floor. That's what we like to see. Uh, he was 81% completion percentage. So they didn't put a lot on his back, but what they did, he was able to handle. And he's got the Carolina Panthers this week. They do not have a great over-under. 43 points. It's not really something that you get super excited about. And Carolina, it's tough to truly see, uh, you know, tell how their offense went because they played against Jacoby Brissett in the uh, 1920s offense of the Cleveland Browns. They they were able to run the ball all over them. So if you, if you have Saquon Barkley, fire him up, baby. Barkley's going to eat. But I think Jones, that rushing four, I'm, I'm okay going with it because if he gets in the end, you know, throws a touchdown to Barkley or even a screen pass to Barkley, he could break it 50 yards for a touchdown. That's fantasy points for Daniel Jones. And I, I like what I've seen out of Brian Dayball. You know, I know it's not fantasy related, but going for two at the end of the game to, to win, it just gets the boys fired up, you know, gets that locker room ready to play. And that's going to affect all the players on the offense. That they're just going to be excited to play for this guy. And Daniel Jones, he didn't do anything last week to necessarily, uh, you know, lose him any confidence. So I think, you know, got those two touchdowns last week. I think he can add to that, and he can get a little bit more yardage. And, you know, we're hoping that the Panthers can have a viable offense. I mean, I got the DJ Moore jersey on. I'd like to see Baker get him the rock. So let's let's hope it's a little bit more of a shootout than Vegas predicts. Like I said, it's only a 43 over-under. But Daniel Jones, if you're in an absolute bind, I'm okay. I'm okay with the, uh, the Duke gunslinger uh, in New York. Let's go ahead and move on to the running backs. Again, it's tough to stream running backs. This early in the year, but you know, if you had an injury or if you went zero RB and you kind of dudded out all over the place, maybe you're looking for something on the waiver wire to use in a bind. And the first guy I would like to talk about, um, he proved in week one he is not going away. The Brown, the Bears like this guy, and I'm talking about Khalil Herbert. They're at Green Bay, they have a 42 and a half over under, he's 49% rostered on sleeper.com. Uh, the sleeper app, and he's 4,900 on DraftKings. Uh, the last week, uh, Green Bay presented a pretty good rush defense, but again, these games are going to slow down with, with the Packers. If they're going to use their running backs, it's going to become this kind of old-school football. And last week, I know it was a rain game, but the, the Bears did run the uh, third-most team run plays 
So I think that could keep going. I, I don't think they're going to air it out. They don't have that air raid offense. They don't have, uh, you know, a bunch of guys that they can spread it out and gunsling it like it's Texas Tech on Saturdays. So I think that, the, you know, if they go with David Montgomery, they're still going to rely on Khalil Herbert. He scored last week. He had a good game. He gave him uh, 28% of the snap share. So that's pretty good. He gave that's pretty good. Around 30%. That's what you're looking at for a decent backup. But 43 total yards. And like I said, he had that touchdown, did have a reception. He was running back 25 last week. So if you're if you're hurting and you need somebody that you need to get in, in your lineup, go ahead and put in Khalil Herbert. He, and, and as the season goes, this might be a guy that you, you know, kind of grab now that to stream and he just doesn't go away. You know, you're just, I still got him. I guess I'll keep playing him. And then before you know, maybe he could, that goes to 30% and 32%. And maybe in a few weeks, we're talking about a, a 60, 40, 65, 35 split with a guy like uh, David Montgomery. And if Cleo Herbert's going to get you know, those high level, you know, goal lines carries and, and score some touchdowns, that's what we like to see. And that's what we like to go ahead and grab while we can. Uh, the next running back, he's rostered – I mean, he's unrostered basically everywhere. This guy can be picked up on almost every single league. Uh, that's Amir Abdullah. What? Amir Abdullah? Yeah, Amir Abdullah. I think he uh, could be could be a little bit relevant this week. Uh, Brandon Bolden is doubtful this week. He's trending towards not playing, like I mentioned. They're, going, they're taking on the uh, Arizona Cardinals this week. And uh, they have a high over under 52 and a half points, 29 point implied scoring total for the, the Raiders. And Brandon Bowman caught a touchdown pass, so they are deploying a pass catching back uh, in this offense. And without Brandon Bolden available, cue up Amir Abdullah. Now, he didn't really have a whole lot of start uh, uh, stats to talk about no rushing attempts, no targets, zero fantasy points last week, but. Like I mentioned, Brandon Bolden had himself a good game. If that translates over, that's kind of you know that work gets pushed over to Amir, Amir Abdullah. Let's go, baby. I mean, last week two receptions, twenty-one uh, receiving yards for Bolden. Did get that touchdown. He was running back twenty-eight. If you're if you're if you're ready to start Amir Abdullah, if you're looking this low, if you're scouring the scrap heap that is the running back waiver wire, this is something uh, coming away with Amir Abdullah can actually be fruitful for uh, those endeavors. So Amir Abdullah, get him in if you need him. He's, like I said, 5% rostered, so he's available basically everywhere. He's the stone men on DK at 4,000. And there's a, a perceived shootout at home against the Cardinals. They're looking to bounce back. The Cardinals are. The Raiders are looking to bounce back after an embarrassing loss to a division rival. So I think it's time to get it popping in the, the those offenses. So let's get Amir Abdullah in. Huh? I know that's scary, Amir Abdullah. Moving on to the wide receiver position. Uh, these actually are my two favorite players that we're going to talk about in terms of rest of season statistics or rest of season value. Uh, so I think not only can you add them to play now or stream them, but I think you can add them, hold on to them, and, and really come away with some good assets rest of season. So let's talk about the, the wide receiver from Detroit Lions, DJ Shark. And I won't do the song. I did it last week. I won't do it. Don't do it. DJ Shark, do, do, I did it, do, 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 DJ Shark, do, have to, I mean, come on, people, what am I, I'm only human, he is 50%, 57% rostered, and 5,100 on DraftKings, uh, he scored a touchdown last week, he looked good, he got, what was it, eight targets, eight targets from Jared Goff, uh, 
15.2 fantasy points. He was wide receiver two on the on the week or 22 on the week, and he had 126 air yards. That's good. It's very very encouraging. He had an 83% snap share, so he was on the field, and he'll be on the field again. Uh, the they're they're implied they're over under this week uh, as they take on the Washington Commanders is 49 and a half. So that 50 that 50 point mark that that's that juicy mark that we like to gravitate towards. It's right around there. So I'm I'm excited, and he has right now a defensive matchup. Fifth best, uh, and that's only one week, but that's what we got to go off of. And I, the guy with four three speed, big play potential, a uh, you know possible low key shootout on the slate. I like me some DJ Shark. Uh, it's one of those things. If he goes off this week, maybe we're talking next week that he might be uh, a sell with Jameson Williams coming back. But I'm not. I'm we're not looking that far. I'm excited to add him and keep him on my roster uh, for the rest of the season, and we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We don't know exactly how things play out, so get DJ Shark. Get him in your lineup, and uh, I'm actually just a little tell you a little about me. Yeah, I did trade for him in one of my leagues, so I'm I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm I'm, I'm put up shut up type of guy. I'm putting up. Get yourself some DJ Shark. Do 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 do. Sorry, I had to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Moving on. Zay Jones, everybody. Can I can I get a little round of applause for Mister Zay Jones? You looked good last week. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I'm excited about uh, this week's matchup. 15% rostered, so he's available pretty much everywhere. He's 4,300 on DraftKings. He had a good week one uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 12.5 fantasy points. He had 80 air yards, nine targets, six receptions. He was on the field about three quarters of the time. He's checking all the boxes, and I think uh, this is something that, you know, the podfather, Matt Kelly, always reminds us on Mind the Mansion or the shows that he's doing. He got, I think it was $14 million guaranteed. Uh, which is a great point to bring up because sometimes these these franchises will tell you where they're excited or who they're excited about by where they put their dollar dollar bills, y'all. And Zay Jones, I'm ready to fire him up again. He's got the uh, Indianapolis Colts this week. They have a 46 and a half imply uh, over under. Uh, not great, but it is a division opponent. The, you know they have they're they are revamped. There's a new quarterback on the Indianapolis side. They kind of look a little lackluster to the Colts, so maybe they come out and, and try to push the pace a, a tad. And and I think Zay Jones can be the beneficiary of that. He did play the predominantly outside. Christian Kirk played on inside. So he is their, you know, their wide receiver one on the outside. He's not going anywhere. And when you pull up his player profile page, you know, 445 speed, 81st percentile speed score, 85th percentile burst score, 92nd percentile agility score, and a 93rd percentile catch radius. That looks good. That's something you can get excited about. And given the fact that he's rostered basically nowhere, 15% rostered, get him. And I think you can put him in your lineup. Don't be too scared about it. He can he can get it, he can get it going. So uh Zay Jones this week in a bind. Let's let's do it. Let's bring in Zay Jones. Moving on to the tight end position, the tight ends, boy, I don't even know why we do analysis on tight end sometimes uh, because last week it was like Kelsey and was it, uh, uh, what's the kid's name from the Saints, drawing a blank on him, Taysom Hill. It was all these guys that we just weren't super excited about, but I think that is maybe why we should look deep at these tight ends because production can come from pretty much anywhere. And the first guy I'd like to talk about is Robert Tunyon. Rhymes with Bunyans. He's versus Chicago. He's 41% rostered. And he's uh, 30, um, he's 4,000 on DK. 
and we saw Christian Watson have one clang off his hands, but I still like Christian Watson, but we're not talking about him. Alan Lazard coming back, does that change things? I think uh, Robert Tunyon, he looked healthy. He looked ready to go. He had a, he was only on the field about 40% last week. That number should start to creep up as it goes on. He ran 18 routes. That number should creep up as the season goes on. He had five targets and three receptions in that, lit, that limited playing time. He did have 36 receiving yards and 6.6 fantasy points. I, like I said, like we say every single week, the tight end benchmark for streamers is so low. It's really nothing crazy. So we, you're not looking at a whole lot. If he scores, he's in. He's great. Last week we had Gerald Everett. He scored, uh, and, and he looked good. It was a good call there. So Robert Tunyon, if you're in a bind, you're maybe you decided not to go with uh, Everett this week because you didn't want a Thursday night. Uh, you didn't want to make the decision early on Thursday night, and you're waiting over the weekend. Tunyon's available in about 60% of leagues. You can go ahead and grab him. I think you could play him in a game that doesn't have a high over-under, but we know Aaron Rodgers owns the, the Bears, so he's going to do something, you hope, and maybe that something is to Robert Tunyon. Rhymes with Funyuns. Next guy I'd like to talk about, super deep tight end option, Logan Thomas. At Detroit, we talked about that matchup when we were talking about Shark. He's 16% rostered, 3,400 on DraftKings. Again, I said it a couple times. I'll say it again, 49 and a half over under. You love to see that benchmark when you're talking about fantasy decisions. And he's he's creeping back from injury, starting to get more and more healthy. He's four six speed guy. You know, he's a good athlete. He's been productive in the past. I mean, we're only a couple years removed from his top five season. We, if, if all of a sudden, you know, the, the Lions decide, you know, we need to take the the receivers out and, and the the, the commander's going to have to pivot. They're going to have to make an adjustment. Maybe they get that tight end more involved. He takes some of those, you know, 11 targets away from Curtis Samuel. And all of a sudden we're looking at a guy that's potentially uh, someone you can use. Even even last week, right, when all three receivers went to the dinner table and nom, 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 they ate, he was on the field about 63% of the time, ran 26 routes, still saw six targets, caught three of them for 45 yards. He had 70 air yards. Not bad for a tight end, and he had 7.5 fantasy points. So he was a top 20 option, even when all three of his receivers did have 12 or more fantasy points, like I mentioned earlier. This week, maybe a little bit of that trickles to the tight end, and if you're just in a bind, you're looking out, and you're like, I got nothing here. What do I do? Fire up some Logan Thomas. Uh, he could do worse than a guy like that. I think he could be a big-time play for the Washington Commanders this week. So to recap the bargain bin players, Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones at quarterback, Khalil Herbert and Amir Abdullah at running back, DJ Shark, do 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 Okay, I'm not even going to talk about DJ Shark anymore because I can't talk about him and not do the dang song, okay? But we're going to talk about Shark and Zay Jones at receiver and Robert Tunyon and Logan Thomas at tight end. Before we move on to the homework that I'm going to issue all of our listeners this week, I want to talk about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for this. $250,000 in cash. You can download the app. Choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x 
your entry if you hit all your picks. Let me repeat that. If you want to test those skills versus the house, you can 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual matchups across every major league sports uh, league, including the NFL, the NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR, baby. Sign up now with promo code PODFATHER at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the on any of the app stores and deposit and you will get a deposit match up to $25 if you use that promo code podfather. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. I can assure you that. All right. Ladies and gents, it's time for the homework section. I know, I know who wants homework, especially on the weekends, but it's okay. Last week, I hope you did your homework because you watched that Monday football game. Jerry Judy balled out. It's going to leave you an opportunity to pick up a Corlin Sutton that may be a little bit of value. Corlin Sutton did have the third most air yards on the week, so you like to see that. But, you know, he didn't have the uh, big fantasy production. Which, like I said, can lead to a nice opportunity to buy. Uh, Javante Williams got all the targets from the backfield. But Melvin Gordon still looked good and still played a lot. So if you're looking for a running back to trade for, look none other than Melvin Gordon. And even looking at the uh, Seattle Seahawks, DK Metcalf saw seven targets, caught all of them. Uh, Just most of them happened to be screened, so he didn't have the production in terms of fantasy points. And Rashad Penny the same way. Looked great, just didn't get the volume to really get you that that juicy fantasy production. So if you did your homework, you are out there trying to pick up guys like Sutton, Melvin Gordon, DK Metcalf, and I think you'll be happy by bringing those guys aboard. But today's homework assignment, listen up. Get your pencils, get your notepads, because I'm going to talk to you right here, right now. If you do not roster Christian Kirk, go ahead right now, right after the show's over, and put out a feeler before tomorrow's game. Kirk had a very encouraging week one. But some managers, you know, they may not believe in the production. They may not think it's sustainable. And if he does repeat, well, then that's going to answer that question. And you might lose. And the, the window to buy may shut like completely. You don't want that. So go ahead, put some feelers out. See if you can get them at a value. But I will say this. If you roster Kirk, hold on tight. Hold on to Christian Kirk nice and tight. In week one, he had 2.85 yards per route run, a 12.9 average depth of target. He evaded a tackle and had three first down receptions. And listen up, ladies and gentlemen, his best player comparable on playerprofile.com is, drumroll please, Stefan Diggs. I mean, come on. That's a great play. That's Those are one of the archetypes. You know, Stefan Diggs' archetype is a player I love to see because he's just so uh, versatile in how he can get open, the routes he can run, what he can do on a field to get you those fantasy points. Uh, I love it. I love seeing Stefan Diggs up there at the top right of his player profiler page. So, guys, girls, listen on. Listen up. Let's get this guy on your teams. Let's do it today before tomorrow's game. If you're listening to this Sunday morning, you might only have a few minutes. But put out those feelers and get it done because Christian Kirk is a guy that you're going to want in fantasy football. So do your homework, and I think you will benefit. If you put together a good game plan, do your homework. This is how you win in fantasy football. 
Before we tap out, before we say goodbye, before I bid you farewell, I have to give my final thought from this past week. Everybody, you got to stay in the pocket. Okay, don't get rattled. Fantasy football has a way of making team builders panic even this early. Don't let those low ball offers and trash talk rattle your psyche. Stay there. Stay stay in your beliefs, okay? However you value the player throughout the offseason or in the preseason, stick to it. Now's not the time to, to get nervous about one week or two week performance. Don't back off your process due to a couple of games, okay? Just stick to what you, you know, stick to what you, the work you put in and, and stay in the pocket. Uh, you, you don't want to let your league mates, I know I've done it. I mean, I got, I play with a bunch of Jamokes. They're out there throwing low ball offers. They're getting me going. They're trying to get in my head. I'm not going to let it. You know, you got to stick to your beliefs, stick to your guns. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks, things go differently. And now you're like, oh, okay, this is the guy I, I spent a pick for. This is the guy that I had in 85% of my teams. This is a guy that I was believing in. So no matter what happens in these first couple of weeks, whether it be super, you know, a a high end amount of production or a low end amount of production, stay in the pocket and stick to your guns and believe in your process. You're probably listening to the player profile throughout the offseason, all the great shows that we have. And, you know, that helped you form your opinions on players that helped you put together your game plan going into the season. Don't stray. Don't get crazy. Don't worry. Stay in the pocket and you will find yourself winning and fantasy football that's gonna wrap up today's show thank you all so so much for listening you can follow me on twitter i'm at maddie kiwoom so please tune in next week i'm out peace